everybody, my name is Remy. Welcome to the For the Love podcast with your host, Jen Hatmaker, my mom. She writes books and speaks to crowds, but she mostly loves talking to amazing people on this podcast every week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Guys, seeing so many of you in your hometowns has been such a treat. As Nicole Nordman and I have been going from city to city on the Fall Moxie Matters Tour, we are having the time of our lives. There are just a few more dates left on the road, and we really want to see every last one of you. You are in for such a treat with Nicole's like really spectacular music. It's going to speak to your soul. I guarantee it. Um, you are also sure to laugh, probably cry, make new friends, share your stories. I'm talking about how we can rise up in the midst of struggle and pain. And I know that a ton of you are in the middle of some really rough things. And we so deeply want to grab hands with you and encourage you along the way. We also have a few surprises that we hope will be a delight to you as you step into this beautiful life of yours. And so if you haven't already snagged your tickets for one of the stops remaining, you literally have to get them now. In our sellout cities, we've added a second show, but we cannot always do that, especially on these last few dates. So don't wait until they are gone. Grab your friends, your sisters, your daughters, your neighbors, your moms. It's going to be a beautiful way to get a fresh start this fall. So go to moxymatterstour.com for tickets. So moxymatterstour.com because we cannot wait to see you. Okay, let's get into our show today. Hey guys, it's Jen Hatmaker, your hostess for the For the Love podcast. Welcome to the show. So glad that you are here. We are having such a good time in this For the Love of TV series, not only talking with people from our favorite binge-worthy shows, um, but getting to know some of these real-life personalities behind the entertainment that we love so much. So you guys, woo! today's guest, she cut her teeth during literally the golden age of television. And she's going to talk about this a little bit, but she came up with all the legends. This lady has been in our home via television since back in the day when we only had three channels. And so she has literally seen it all in the evolution of entertainment and television. And so of course I'm talking about the queen of morning television, Kathy Lee Gifford. Woo! You're going to love this hour so much, you guys. I mean, who doesn't know Kathy Lee? She doesn't even need to be introduced. I mean, we've so we've seen her in the fourth hour of the Today Show with Hoda, our other best friend, for years. And then, of course, if, if you're like me, we watched her with Regis on Regis and Kathy Lee for so long. And it was so fun to have that show in our world for as long as we had it. Um, of obviously... Kathy Lee has interviewed everybody, you guys, everybody. And she's got some stories that we're going to hear about today in this interview. Some crazy moments, some good moments. Um, you know, I don't know if you know her career, but she actually started dabbling in entertainment in the Christian space back in the day, cutting some gospel albums, being on Christian TV, and even had a short stint, like nine months or so, on Days of Our Lives as Nurse Callahan. <laughs> That was my soap opera of choice. And my grandma watched it until she died. 
um, Nurse Callahan. So she she kind of moved on and upward from there, like commercials and and spokesperson for Carnival Cruises and Good Morning America, um, where she met Frank Gifford, and then Regis. And Regis loved her and loved who she was and how she was. And she became his permanent co-host in 1985. And honestly, the rest is history. Like millions and millions and millions of us have started our mornings with her for years and still do. And, you know, now that she's over on the Today Show, that's where she won her first Emmy after 11 nominations, all deserved. And so this is interesting. You're going to find this conversation interesting today because... Obviously, Kathy is so fun and frolicking, if you will. Um, just her, you know, she is who she is. That's that's the very real person that we see. But she's one sharp lady too. Listen, she's a she's a Renaissance woman. Honestly, she's written several books, including and this really blew me away today. And I was not prepared for this during this interview about how rich and meaningful and deep this was going to turn into. But she has just recently written a book in partnership with a with a messianic rabbi in. Israel. And I mean, her knowledge of the Bible from the Greek and Hebrew perspective is theologian level. I mean, she laid some stuff down today, you guys, um, about rightly understanding the word of God and what it means to set people free instead of hold people back. I mean, it was really, you know, me, she was singing my song. So I just was really, that was a wonderful moment in the, in the interview today. And I can't wait for you to hear it, but um, obviously she's also a singer and recorded tons of albums and beautiful, beautiful stuff, beautiful work. She's been in, in entertainment for so long. We've watched her kids grow up. We watched her emerge from the grief of losing her husband and handle so many national crises with grace and beauty and grit. And um, it's just a joy to have her day. I'm so honored that she took the time to be on the For the Love podcast today. So, so, so honored. So we're going to dish a little bit about history of TV, some of her favorite interviews, her favorite shows, her favorite people, and her amazing career in entertainment. So everybody, please welcome Kathy Lee Gifford to the show. I'm tickled and I am delighted to welcome to the show Kathy Lee Gifford. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Jen. How are you, darling? You know, what's funny is um, I've been on the Today Show a few times, and but it's always been in like the first half of the show, the first two or three hour chunk. And every single mm -hmm. time I'm there, I have said, I, I wanted to meet you. And I thought, well, I just kind of casually asked people next to me, maybe I'll just stick around and just stay back here. And they're like, get out of here, lady. So I no, missed they my break. <laughs> they're like, scram. You've had your segment. <laughs> Damn scram. No, they're not like that. No, you got to wait around for the fun of the happy hour at that 10 o'clock. Right? My gosh, just all bad news before we get on. You I know? mean, don't <laughs> I know it? That's my lane. Yeah. I mean, you're my queens. So. I can tell. Yes, <laughs> I I obviously wasn't being forceful enough, but next time I will. Um, so I am, I'm so delighted to have you. You've been such a part of our entertainment lexicon for so many years. Every one of us feels like we know you. Every one of us feels uh -huh. like we love you and you love us. And you've invited oh, us thanks. into your life for so long. And so I wonder a lot about like little Kathy, did you ever, did this, did you know you were going to do this? Did you dream about this? Did you, could you have ever no. imagined you were going to be a part of everyone's life like this? You know what this, what, the, what I do and have been doing for all these decades uh, wasn't done then. Ah, so a right. girl, it, it would be a dream that, that couldn't, 
it didn't exist. That's so true. Back then when I was a little girl. No, when I was a little girl, I was writing letters to Walt Disney because I wanted to be I wanted to be in movies. Oh, sure. That's all I ever wanted to do was be a singer and an actress. So, you know, that uh, there was no such thing as a talk show back then. It's and true. And certainly no, no female talk show host the way they've, they've come to um, evolve. So, no, and that's kind of the cool thing is that we just, we can't outdo God. You know, I, I mean, this know. is not what I chose for my life ever. And, but it was his plan yeah. all along. I believe that. I mean, I still get to do the other things that, that matter a great yeah. deal to me that I love, like movies, like music, like, you know, books and, and all the other things that I'm interested in. But yeah, I mean, television, when Regis and I started out in 1985, nobody had ever done on national television what the two of us ended up doing, no. talking about our lives without a script, without a writer, without, uh, without a, um, you know, um, a net to fall into because you were, you know, walking a high wire, basically. So, uh, but I'm, I was blessed to have Regis in my life all those years because I trusted him and he trusted me and the world was a different place. There was no social media. I mean, if somebody hated our guts, we found out about it the next time when our, when our ratings came in. Totally. (laughs) We'd lost lost about 10 people in Baltimore. You know, you you don't know. You don't know what they said, and That's you don't know how cruel they could be. So it didn't matter. I said, well, we'll pick up 20 more next month. You know, that kind of thing. That's so true. It was a little bit of a safer time. Yeah, a safer time to sort of come into a genre like that that had no precedence. Um, and yeah. because you gave us this beautiful opportunity to feel personally connected to you because you you shared so much of your own personal lives, and so much of it was stream of consciousness, and it was honest. Yeah. And so we got yeah. this connection. But you could back then. That's true. You could back then. And you'd get the occasional letter from somebody that was offended or you'd get, a, you'd get something. But, I mean, we didn't question it when we set out every single morning. We just thought, what stories can we tell mm. um, that will, that'll entertain people, that'll make them laugh, that they'll see themselves in it, that we'll look like an idiot so they yeah. feel like not so bad about being an idiot, yep. too. You know, I mean, we were living these kinds of lives that were incredible to both of us, going here, going there, going to every premiere, interviewing all the top stars. But we always felt like we were the ones who, you know, were going to get kicked out of the party if anybody <laughs> realized that we really didn't have a ticket, you know? <laughs> like uh, these charlatans and, and, who snuck in the side door. Yeah. 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 And I, I mean, even in our home that I live in now after, you know, 25 years living here, it's the most beautiful place I've ever seen in my whole life. And Frank and I used to think all the time, gee, we hope the people that really live here don't come back and want us to leave because we felt <laughs> like squatters all these years. <laughs> It's just too good. It's not. It's just too good. It can't be for us. That's you know? so precious. Anyway. I I wanted. I want to ask you this because you're you're so highly recognized. I mean, you're just so well known, and you're in televisions every day, and so all of this real life that you're talking about is completely entangled with what you do on TV in front of so many people. And so you know, we've watched it. Our, we've seen your marriage to Frank. We've watched your kids grow up. We've seen the details right. of your life revealed. We've watched your music sort of unveiled, and all the other talents that you have sort of come to bear. And so I'm fascinated with how you being so present in media and for so long i mean the longevity of your career is rare it's special yeah um how do you how do you balance it like how do you um 
How do you balance this sort of authenticity, this vulnerability that, that, that you bring to the table, letting people inside your world with a job as an entertainer? Um, how does this exposure work for you just as a human person, as a mom and as wow. a woman? Well, you just want to start out on the big stuff, don't you? I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think about it. It's always just come so naturally to me because I remember when I first got the call to, to host on it. I was thinking about it today because I was in the car listening to the news in this monsoon trying to get home to get to the phone to be able to speak with you. They announced the fact that Bill Cosby yes. had just been um, found, well, he'd been found guilty, but now he's been sentenced, sentenced. to between three and ten, 10 years in, in prison. And, and I just remember that when I got the call the first time to host on a, on a talk show, it was at AM Los Angeles, and it was 1981, fall of 1981, mm. and I had just been on a three-week tour with, with Bill Cosby, wow. opening up for him. Mm. I, for two years, I opened for him, and many, many others, but this particular time, I, we'd, I'd just been all over Vegas, Reno, Tahoe. Wow. Uh, yeah, for three weeks. Yeah. And I remember getting home, and my agent called me and said, um, they, uh, Regis has left AM Los Angeles, and they're looking for somebody to sit in tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and I said, well, I'm not a talk show host. I said, no, but they, you're, you're, you can talk to people. Sure. So I went in, and you know, I had nothing to lose because I certainly wasn't auditioning for sure. anything. And I just showed up, and I was myself, you know, because I didn't have anything to relate it to. I didn't know what a talk show host was. Right. I just, I just showed up, found something clean to wear. They did my hair and makeup, and I sat down, and people talked. And I remember thinking, geez, people get paid for this? Totally. Uh, it, you know, yeah. And then, um, and then they said, gosh, can you come back the next day and the next day and the rest of the week? And I go, well, no, I'm going back with Cosby to Atlanta on Friday. They said, well, we'll take you for as long as we can get you wow. this week. And I said, oh, that's so nice. And I remember enjoying it, yeah. but never thinking of it as a, as a career. And then it turns out that the man yeah. who... Um, uh, a very, very big muckety-muck at the network at ABC was on the lookout for Joan London's replacement ah. at, uh, at Good Morning America. Yeah. And he called up the producer and he said, stop looking, I found her. Huh. And she said, where is she? She said, I just saw her, I just saw her on AM Los Angeles. Wow. And he said, uh, call her, come out and meet her because she's your girl. Don't even audition. Don't even audition people. And I went. So when I got the call I, for, to do Good Morning America, I yeah. said, Why? What do they want me to do? <laughs> Why? I, 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 do, they, I, do they need a singer? Is it they're turning it into a soap yes. opera? I mean, right. a, it made no sense to me. But somebody saw something in me I didn't even see in myself. We became we became friends through the years. That gentleman I just recently saw him, and um, you know, it uh, you you just show up and be authentic, and people will either like you or dislike you, but at least it'll be on an authentic basis. Oh, that counts. And you won't be having to fake something. Yeah, I can't imagine having have had this career all my life and having the burden of thinking, oh, no, what, who, now who, who did I say I was? Who do I have to be? You know, uh, that you're never going to last if you're faking it. I you really be, love that. you got to be your true self. Yeah. And so I started out that way. Yep. We believed you. We believe you all these years. And, mm -hmm. and I think as somebody... You know, you can pull anything off in a fake way for a short amount of time, but not for the longevity yeah. of a career. And so when we get to watch you each decade, there's just a, there's that, that you bring that to the table, which feels like she's telling us the truth. 
this is who she is. This is yeah, how she loves. Yeah, and sometimes the truth is ugly. Sometimes I was going through things that were really painful, really, mm-hmm. That's right. really yeah. difficult things. But I, I just, I knew that the people that I was doing my show for were not my critics. Mm-hmm. They were people like you, Jen, people who did get me, people who mm-hmm. did believe in me, and a lot of people who prayed for me day, yeah. every day and still do. I mean, I owe so much to all of these incredibly faithful friends of mine, most of whom, 99% of whom I'll never meet and never know their name. Mm. But I'm deeply grateful to them. I really admire you, and we watched you weather storms. We watched you do it with a lot of um, faith. Your faith has always been like a really obvious key part of who you are and how you live in this world. Everything. I had a big disappointment today on something Mm. professionally. And I, and I just said, Kathy, you know what you need to do. You need to say, thank you, Lord. Mm. You've got this. (laughs) As disappointed as I am humanly. And I let myself feel it. Yeah. Because God knows I'm feeling it. He knew I was going to feel it before I even heard about it, you know? So, so you let yourself feel it. You don't, there's no condemnation in him. And then you say, okay, but as usual, I can't see his bigger plan in this. He's going to, he's going to do something cool with this. And that just comes from years and years and years of experience. That's really all that is. It does. You know, he takes our ashes and brings beauty, you know, out of it. And and the years give us that. They give us that solid ground. You know, I lead in a faith space. I kind of, I've lead, I lead a community of, of faith. And, um, and, and the older I get, people are, they regularly come to me and ask for more systems. Can you, can you give us, can you formulize this a little bit more for us? Can you, can you give us the steps toward like a vibrant spiritual life and how to navigate lives, just incredible sorrows and disappointments and, and, and the older I get, it's more like what you said. It's just a little bit more like the air we breathe. I don't, I don't know how to wrangle totally. it down into a list. It just is. No. It just is. No. And, and the way that I feel like I um, walk with God and connect with him and speak to him and pray with him and work with him and live with him, it's just, it's just life. It's not a system. Exactly. And life consists of, of nanoseconds. You know, um, days are consist of minutes and, and hours, and, and, and they all add up. And so the way you live one moment of your life is basically what your life is. Mm-hmm. I love Jesus, right. and I love relationship with yeah. the living God, but I, I find uh, in my experience in life, the religious people, the deeply, deeply religious people, the, 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 uh, those who are very dogmatic yes. and, and tend to be the most self-righteous and the most unhappy of yes. all the people I've ever met in my life. Yes. And I don't think God ever, I mean, the people Jesus had the most trouble with were the Sadducees yes. and the Pharisees. They, they, they were very proud of how they kept the law, boy. Oh, but they didn't keep God in their heart. Mm. They didn't have a. They didn't have any tenderness or mercy for the, somebody who needed to be healed on the Sabbath, mm. or somebody that was hungry, or somebody that was anybody. They had no mercy, mm. and and so what's the point to have a yeah. religion yeah. doesn't give you any love for your fellow man or your your fellow woman? I, I'm you are singing my song. I am standing on my chair waving my white hanky. This is my life's work. Everything you just said. Yeah. Every if it doesn't yeah. give us joy and life, if there's no human flourishing under its umbrella, yeah. what is the point? What yeah, are I we mean, doing? Yeah. An hour, one day of one, uh, you know, in a week out of you know, fifty-two weeks in a year, and that's supposed to be what you base your life on. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. 
I can't do that. And no. and that's why I, I did this book this past year called uh, The Rock, the Road, and the Rabbi, because it was really um, a lifetime of learning Scripture and learning where it all came from and going to the Holy Land and studying. And I think they'll find the book interesting because I... I'm not a um, um, I'm not a um, biblical scholar by any means. I'm a student of the word, mm. but I did the book with a, a friend of mine named Rabbi Jason Sobel, who is a um, he's fantastic and he's a um, obviously a Jew, mm-hmm. obviously a rabbi, but right. he is a believer in Yeshua mm-hmm. as the, as Messiah. He's a okay. messianic yep. Jew. Mm-hmm. And then the rabbis take you 10 layers, 20 layers deeper into the scriptures in what every number means, at what time sure. of the year something happened means. And if you really want to know the scripture and you want to build your life on something that's true, you have to know what it really says. Hmm. And that's why people aren't growing. Hmm. They're not growing because they don't have access to the real word of God. Hmm. And frankly, um, that's a very lazy approach to something so important when at the end yes. of some of these misinterpretations is human suffering. It is causing people harm. Tremendous it is human harming suffering. relationships. It is patriarchal and hierarchical. And it is, it's a, actually a source of a lot of sorrow. And so how dare we not take it that seriously? I mean, if we are going to begin prescribing faith paths for people groups and genders and whatever, then we better darn well make sure we understand what the text says. So I think our Jewish teachers have so much to teach us here. I mean, they are some of our best teachers on how to learn from and interpret scripture. Absolutely. I I really encourage people to go on a a rock rabbi, uh, rock road and rabbi tour with with Jason. He uh, or anyone like him. Other, there are many that, that do teach the rabbinical way, because otherwise you're going to get a nice picture with Kojak, the stinky camel, you're on the Mount of Olives, yes. and you're going to make it your Christmas card, and you say, yes. look at me, I went to the Holy right. Land. But you're not going to come back with life tools, with, with, with new knowledge that is going to inform your every, every moment of your life and sure. transform you. Uh, so I just, uh, and I mean, we put out some, we did some um, videos early in the year, too, that are available. I think we did a six-part series um, in Israel based on the book, and people are people are getting excited mm. again about the Word of God. I love this. I'm going to have all this linked. Everybody listening, I'll have every bit of this linked over on the podcast page at jenhatmaker.com. Um, I'm excited about that. I cannot wait to dig into your work here, and bravo to you um, for bringing something oh, so thanks. important to bear. Hey guys, I wanted to break into the show for a minute to ask you a question. Who around here loves to clean? There's somebody out there who probably does, God bless you, but most of us dread it. But what we do all love is when everything is clean, right? So a while back, I discovered something that makes cleaning more fun, better smelling, and healthier. Grove Collaborative. You've probably already heard about it. They make it easy to discover the very best natural cleaning products to take care of your home and your family. And they make sure you never run out of your favorites and they deliver it right to your door. My love language. Grove Collaborative carries so many great brands like Method, my very favorite, Mrs. Myers, and Burt's Bees also some of their own label stuff. They even sell some products and concentrates. Did you know that most of our cleaning products we buy are like 95% water? Well, with Grove, you get this beautiful reusable bottle to use for the products that come in concentrate. Just put a little bit in the bottle, add your own water and clean. 
What's fun about Grove, too, is that they've got so many great scents. And get this, there is a slew of fall scents available soon, like apple cider, peony blossoms, mum, and crowd favorite, pumpkin. Who doesn't love pumpkin in the fall? So because we are all about telling you the things we love to make life a little easier, and in this case, better smelling, We've partnered up with Grove Collaborative to extend an offer to you, our beloved listeners. You can take advantage of this awesome new customer offer so that everyone listening can try your own box of Grove stuff. This special offer comes with a free Mrs. Meyer gift set that's worth $30. So when you place your order of $20 or more, you get Mrs. Meyer's hand soap, dish soap, multi-surface spray, a kitchen towel, plus free shipping and a VIP trial membership. So to get all this, you've got to go to grove.co slash for the love. So it's not grove.com. It's grove.co slash for the love. Now back to our show. switch gears with you for a second. Um, You have had one of the most storied careers as an interviewer. I mean, you've literally sat across from everybody, just everybody. You have had the most fascinating people across from you that you've gotten to talk to. And so let me just ask you a quick, let me, we'll just see if some of these come to mind. You can just say pass if you can't think of one or you don't want to say one. Okay. Okay. So in your career as this amazing interviewer, somebody who has hosted every kind of change agent and celebrity and interesting person on your shows. Um, If you just had to pick and I'll just, we'll just go through this list. What's been your favorite interview of an actor? Do you have one? Uh, They're tied. Okay. And they were many, many, many years ago. Oh, the first one was Audrey Hepburn. And the second was Paul Paul Newman. Oh gosh. I mean, gosh. They were among some of the first interviews I did and the most powerful and the most impactful because both of them hmm. uh, changed my life. I, I had such respect for both of them and their, and their body of work. But I also saw that even then they were using their lives and their celebrity to impact the world, to just change the world. When I interviewed Audrey Hepburn, she had just she'd flown all night from Ethiopia working mm. for the U.N., Wow. And she was dying of colon cancer, and nobody knew it. And yet she was still serving humanity. Wow. I never got over that. Wow. And Paul Newman, with all of his Oscars and everything yeah. else, um, taught me about, you know, whatever power you have, you use it to feed somebody or put, take a sick kid and put him in camp. Do something. Do something. Bless somebody. Oh. You're blessed, and you've got it. And you're, you, we make a lot of money make, yeah. doing what we do. You know, how can you live with yourself if you're not using that in some way to it, to right. really make the world a better place? With individuals, not just like send your checks. That's great. You know, send That's your checks. Great. I mean, there's nothing wrong with sending checks and everybody needs money. But that man got into the trenches and built camps for yeah, dying children. That's and, right. And he did it till he was dying. That's right. And I loved him. I was grateful to become a friend of his yeah. Um in the later, you know, later in life. And they're okay. So those are my two favorite actors. Okay. Okay. What about a favorite ensemble, <laughs> favorite ensemble interview? You do some of those from time to time and they're fun. Oh, ensemble. Mm-hmm. Harvey Corman, Tim Conway, and <gasps> Carol Burnett. Legends. Yeah. Legends. Yeah. No, you All can't top that. Yeah. That's, that's not topable. Mm-hmm. Um, do mm-hmm. you have a favorite, uh, like a musician, an artist that you've interviewed? Oh, Wow. 
I mean, you've yeah, seen them all. Golly, there's. I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I adore Bette Midler. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with her on a lot of things, mm-hmm. but I just flat out adore her. <laughs> oh. She's just as real. She is about as real as you can be as an entertainer. Mm. Uh, Le- uh, Lena Horne. Oh, she of course. That was oh. unbelievable. Yeah, I'm. I love the. Um, I love the old timers, yeah. you know, the people that, I mean, uh, uh, gosh, I also got to interview like, uh, oh, gosh, I, you're right. You, I start to, uh, now I start to think about all these people. I mean, Streisand, I never interviewed, but I got to meet her and know yeah. her. She's the reason I wanted to be a singer. I heard her sing people one day on the radio and I said, okay, I'm gone. I'm done. Yep. I will never sing like that. I knew that. I wasn't gifted with that kind of a voice. But I wanted to be in an industry where people like that made mm. people happy oh, and yes. made you cry and stand in your tracks and not be able to move the sheer beauty of it. That's the a great description. I mean, that, that's just iconic yeah. and unmatchable, just yeah. unmatchable, but mm-hmm. inspired a million young artists, no doubt, you being one of yeah. them. Yeah. What about, this is maybe a hard one to answer, but I wonder if it comes right to mind. What is like the the best surprise moment during an interview or something you were not expecting, the thing took a turn, something happened, um, and all of a sudden you're kind of like back on your heels? One time I was interviewing... Um... Harrison Ford, okay, and with Regis, and we were talking about will there be a will there be a uh, another Indiana Jones? There was talk about you know everybody wants, and he goes well, and he's just the most charming guy, such a sweet guy. He says, well, you know, um, uh, Steven Spielberg and I were talking about the minute we can get Kathy Lee available, then <laughs> then we're we're going to make it. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I, and I remember thinking Harrison Ford just said that to me. <laughs> Of course it didn't happen. He was just being charming. Just the nicest man. I mean, things like that where you just, you know what, it, it, it isn't in the, it isn't in the, 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 the cards. It's not going to happen. Nobody expects it. Mm. That's, the, that's, the real, that's the real beauty of, of live television. Uh, when you throw away your notes, I, don't, I never, ever cared about our notes. I mean, I read them just so I know the basics. Uh-huh. But other things can happen that are terrible. Sure. And what and, and the worst thing that's happened to me a couple of times is that I would ask on the air how somebody was, only to find out because I just didn't know that that whoever I asked about was gone. They they passed. Oh no! I did it with Martin Martin Short. I oh. didn't know his wife had died. Oh. I did it with uh, with uh, yeah with um oh gosh um James Taylor. Oh yeah. I said how is how is. How is, you know, Alex, your brother, he goes, he's dead. And I went, And of course, this is live, right? It's live. Oh, it's live. And I want to die. And and I, because the last thing in the world I would ever do is hurt somebody. And then, you know, that's where I realized there's, you know, there's all kinds of, there are two different kinds of ignorance in the world. There's ignorance and you just didn't know. Wasn't in any of my notes. It wasn't in all the, you know, you never saw it on Entertainment Tonight that Martin's wife had passed away or else I was out of the country. Or so I never knew it. Mm-hmm. I never knew it. And they, I'd always, every time I'd been with them, I was so impressed by their, by their love affair. Mm-hmm. You know, I, so my question was basically, how do you guys do this? Mm-hmm. You know, all these years and, and in Hollywood where it's so mm-hmm. hard and we just always see his failures in marriages. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I didn't even notice his, his in blink or anything oh. and at the end he didn't say a word and he took me aside afterwards he said kathy i didn't want to say anything to you on the air he's the nicest guy yes. in the world he said but but nancy passed away last year and i oh. went oh my god oh 
Oh my God, Marty! I, and and you just you want to die. Oh, I feel die. that in my stomach. But but oh. yeah, because you just oh my gosh! So you just do what you can do. I went right on the air and I said, Marty just took me aside and yes. told me that his wife has passed, yep. and I am sick about this. But yes. I'm just human. I didn't know. Yep. And people will forgive you when you're just human because they are too. That's right. The thing that bothers me in this world, Jen, is the willful. Ignorance. It's like when you know the facts or you're presented with facts and you just choose not to pay any attention mm. to them because it doesn't fit your agenda. Totally. Or mm-hmm. you, even mm-hmm. as communicators, we can tilt the information. You know, we can, sure we, can. we can massage the facts to make it say what we want it to say or look a certain way. Oh, and I, it happens all day long, all the time, every day now. Every single day. Mm-hmm. And I think what the world is craving right now so much are people who are telling us the truth. Yes. Yes, we just mm-hmm. are craving authentic leaders that we feel like we can trust in some way and who are decent and honest and kind and good. And so I feel like yeah. those win every time. They are messier and a little sloppier and sometimes they go sideways. But I think those are the things that will last. Um, and those are the yeah. things that we can really, really build on. Okay, just two more questions. I know your time is so precious. Um, it really is. It is. It's <laughs> precious. I'm actually, I'm actually editing right now this new movie of mine, so I do have to get going in a little bit. But you do everything. You just do it all. Well, it is insane. Okay, so here's... You know the old saying, if you want it done right, and then, then even then it doesn't happen. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Real quick, so... You're, you've had, you are in the entertainment world and have been, this is your life's career. So I wonder, cause this series on my podcast is about um, TV and shows and Netflix and all the things we love to watch and all the uh, people we love to watch doing it. So what would you say if you had to just tell us a couple of like your favorite all time shows, like the one that you love the most that you would go back to, um, that you draw from, what, what do you love? What are your shows? There, I don't watch hardly any television anymore. For, number one, I don't have any time. Number yep. two, I'm, they, don't, they aren't compelling to me. And I can't afford to, to, to fall in love with something that I don't have time to truly give myself to. You know Good. what I mean? So I don't yes. start. I can't. I, I, in fact, I laugh about it with everybody that everybody's like in, they're, in, they're, they're crying because some, some season finale, some oh, yeah. you know, all-time series finale. <laughs> I'm going, well, I'm not crying because I never, I never saw one of them, so I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> but mine go back to, yeah. you know, I, I love Lucy. Mine go back to uh, the Mary Tyler Moore show. Mine go back to uh, Carol Burnett. Mine yeah. go back to, oh, those are Me all too. my my heroes in this industry. And I've been blessed to to know so many of them. I did a show, I did a terrible, terrible television show <laughs> in Nashville in 1978. Okay. Called Hee Haw Honeys. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, TV Guide called it one of the ten worst television shows ever, ever, ever. That is amazing. And, and, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I, I, all I know is I was making a fortune doing them when I was 21 years old. Sure. So I was thrilled. And um, maybe it was 23. Yeah, probably 23. Anyway, uh, but uh, I met Dolly Parton. Oh. I met, you know, oh, Kenny she's my Rogers. dreamy, dreamy. I met, mm. uh, you know, Larry Gatlin. I met, uh, and all of those people are my friends to this day. Hmm. So, you know, uh, you, you, you may not be in something that's, you know, going to take the world by storm, hmm. but it's going to, it leads to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. That's what I try to teach my daughter, who's an actress. Yes. Honey, you may not get this, this audition. 
somebody's going to see you at this audition and it's going to remember you for the next one. And it's, you build on these, on these stepping stones in life. You know, it's a ladder. Mm. Yeah, and every one of them leads to the next step. And when you're in too much of a hurry to get to the top of the ladder, mm. you're going to miss some really important steps that, are, that you're going to pay for in big ways. Mm. Big ways. That's so lovely. Experientially. That's so lovely. And also this lovely approach of just cherishing every new person you meet and they are special and wonderful and they're not to be just used, but rather that might be your friend no. in 35 years from now still, if you play your cards right, yeah. if you are loyal and When I started writing music, Dolly Parton was Dolly Parton and Neil Sedaka and Barry Manilow, the three people that did nothing but support me in my mm -hmm. earliest days of writing, met the world to me. They would listen to every song I would send them. They would give me feedback on mm. every one. I mean, it just, I, I'll never forget that. You know, you, free, you try to forget the, the cruelties of certain people, but I never forget the kindnesses. And mm. that's the type of person I've tried to be, you know, ever since. I, I can be that for another person who's starting out in this business. That's you know, right. I just had a lunch today with somebody that's going through that very same thing. And you try to pass mm. it on. I that's mean, why not? so beautiful. You know, pass it on. One last thing before I let you go, because mm -hmm. I got you, you do so much. You just mentioned I'm editing a movie, just this, this side hustle you're doing. You're yeah. a writer and a singer and an actor and you're charitable and you're in movies and you have written just a darling children's book. And I would love, oh, I'd you. love for my listeners to hear about it. Can you just tell them about it really quickly? Yeah, it, it, it um, it's based on um, a little Basically, it's based on the story of David and Goliath that I made a musical out of for children last year called The Little Giant with a friend of mine named David Pomerantz. We wrote uh, a half an hour musical for kids, and uh, it was fun. And, and one of the songs in it was called uh, What Is Your Stone, based on one of my rabbinical trips to Israel, where our teacher made us go down to the brook of Allah, where David picked out his five smooth stones. Yes. And, then, and then our teacher looked at us and said, what is your stone? Where are you going to throw it to at the chaos? Uh, where, where are you going to throw your shalom, your, everything you know about the Lord mm. at the chaos of this world? So we wrote a little song, of, what is your stone? Where will you throw it? What is your gift? How will you know it? What is the one thing that you can do that no one else can do but you? What is, what is your stone? And it, it dawned on me that we ask our children the wrong questions from the okay. time they're little. We ask them, what do you want to be when you mm. grow up? When I think the better question to ask our children is, what has God already created you to be? So good. You have every gift already in you, wondrously and fearfully made in your mother's womb. Mm. God has already given you those gifts. Now it's up to you to find them, discover them, mine them, use them, you know, uh, build them up in mm. you, uh, and make, ex make them excellent for God's service. Mm. And I think when you see what little kids do naturally, yeah. and they love naturally, that's because God made them that way. And I really right. think if more parents would encourage what they see their, nat mm. their children naturally have, rather than force them into something that they're not interested in, are bored by, can't stand, then they wonder why their kids aren't getting good grades in school. Mm. They're bored to death. That's right. Or they hate it. Let them do, if they're good at fixing things, let them go to a trade school and learn how to become the best, you know, engineer or the best, um, you know, plumber. Yes, that's right. You know? <laughs> so be what God created you to be and find joy in that. And, and uh, so it's really about that. It's a little book about what is my gift and yeah. 
And what is and, and God will reveal it to me, but it's already there. Oh. And it's exciting for kids to realize that. It's not something that's it's already there and they they send out on a they set out on a little, you know, um journey to discover what it is. Um and I don't know, people are responding to it. But I think it's gonna have a nice impact. It's getting beautiful reaction from people and it makes me happy really and does. rightly so it is oh. a beautiful book i have a copy sitting right here on my desk and i appreciate it too as oh, a parent thank you because it not only is it a relief to kids to hear it's a relief for us parents to hear that we are not responsible for crafting some version of our kids that we think the world wants no. but rather allow them to flourish who they are and how they're created and to me Amen. that is amazing amazing news listen i want to tell you Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for being so important, not just to so many of us, but to me specifically. Thank you for this example that you have set for me for years in the public eye. I just think you are amazing and phenomenal. I believe in you and I love you. you. And so you are a joy and a gem and a delight. Thanks for being on the show today. Oh, you are so precious and you are a blessing to me. Thank you so much. And to all of your, all of your listeners, God bless you. Everyone, each one of you is precious to God. So uh, let's rejoice in that. You know, the first letter of unique is you. So there you go. That's good. Much (laughs) love to you, sister. You too. God bless you. Bye-bye, honey. She's a good one. She is a good one. That was so fun. I really love her. And I'm just grateful for all she's done for all these years and just kind of being a delight to so many of us in so many ways and being the same in front of the camera as she is behind it. Gosh, that matters to me. So uh, I hope you loved that conversation. All the things that Kathy Lee mentioned, her work, her songs, her albums, her music, her, her books, um, all the places you can find her on social media. As always, we will have that linked over at jenhatmaker.com underneath the podcast tab where the amazing Amanda will have built out a whole page for you to enjoy, including everything we referenced, links, video clips, um, uh, everything you need. If we talked about it, you'll find it over there. If you kind of want to build out a little bit of capacity around this interview, anyhow, thanks for listening and coming in with so much fun enthusiasm for this series. I am enjoying it too. You guys, of course, I'm so lucky. What is this lucky job I get to have? I'm so rotten, spoiled, rotten. Um, we have the best guests and the most amazing listening community. So thank you for being here. Thank you for subscribing. If you like it, share it with your friends. That's so fabulous. We love new listeners. We always have room for more. Um, Much more to come in this fun series. So come back next week. Um, Hope to delight and entertain you as well. So everybody have a great one. I'll see you next time. Hey guys, we're back for another segment of Jen's favorite things. So this is the part of the show where I share about some wonderful companies that are producing amazing products and giving back to charitable organizations and really worthy nonprofits. Plus, they have exclusive discounts and extras just for you, our podcast listeners. So here are today's favorites. Raise your hand if you'd like a cozy and inviting home with less stuff. Michaelin Smith, you may know her as The Nester on social media, is the queen of cozy. 
Her new book, Cozy Minimalist Home, has so many practical ways to transform your home into a cozy, livable space. So head on over to Amazon or wherever you get your books and pre-order Cozy Minimalist Home today. Looking for a treat to serve at the holidays? Nutty Snacks are all-natural snack mixes that are gluten-free and grain-free. Vanilla, cinnamon, chocolate peanut. There's a nutty snack for every taste. And just for our listeners, get a limited edition for the love snack mix for free that I picked out just for you with any purchase. So go to nuttysnacks.com and use the code for the love at checkout. Bear Soaps offers all natural soaps and candles that support women in India with fair wages. Bear has gorgeous gift sets to make giving even more special this holiday season. And just for our listeners, you can get 15% off your purchase with the code GINHATMAKER15. So head over to bear-soaps.com and use the code GINHATMAKER15 calling all makers and creatives. Jennifer Allwood can show you how to turn your creative hobby into a booming business. Jennifer has an online coaching group called the Creators Inner Circle, and she has reserved spots just for you, my For the Love listeners. Visit creatorsinnercircle.com slash Hatmaker to learn more. That's it for today's show. Hope you enjoyed this chat. Be sure to subscribe to my mom's podcast and give it a thumbs up rating if you like it. From the whole Hatmaker family, I hope you have a great week and see you next time.